0: Thank you for listening to our midweek service from Christian Ministry Church. We're praying that this message blesses, encourages, and equips you to build the kingdom of God. And now a message from Pastor Tim Brooks. We are looking forward to what God wants to share with us. Get your notepad and pencil ready. We've got a lot of things that we're going to be talking about in these next few weeks. With any amount of reading in the Bible... You become quickly aware that names in the Bible mean something about the person. In the New Testament, we see Jesus telling Simon, his new disciple in John chapter one, verse 42. He says, you are Simon, the son of John, but you shall be called Peter. The significance was that Greek word Peter means the rock. And so Simon was about to be somebody different. He was about to be somebody different, and we're going to refer to you as somebody different. You're, there's a name change taking place here. In the Old Testament, God himself changed Abram's name to reflect a new reality about Abram and about what was about to happen. Abram means exalted father. Abraham means father of multitudes. Wow, that was, a, that was a change for a man who didn't have any children. Now you shall be called Abraham. Okay, that's the father of multitudes. You remember the story in Jacob. Jacob's name meant deceitful. It says grabber of the heel, a deceitful person. Remember God wrestled with him all night and changed his name to Israel, which means one who prevails. You read in Hosea. You remember God changed the names of his son and daughter to note changes in his relationship with his people. Today, parents often choose names because of some name that is popular at that time. Parents choose names because of the sound of it or a catchy name. But a lot of times parents choose names after somebody else in the family that they want to remember or honor and they'll name their child after somebody in the family. But still today, names are very, they're very powerful, Uh, they're they're potent. Uh, For example, no parent is going to name their child Hitler. If you think, well, names aren't important. Okay, well just name your child Hitler and see how that works. Names are, are, we're careful even today where names, oh, names don't mean anything today. Well, they still do. They still do and we're aware of certain names that we're gonna stay away from because of the power that that, or the connotation that that carries for us. In Bible times, names conveyed a purpose, a nature. Uh, Names carried an authority Names carried a certain character. The question we begin with in this series is, do you know God's names? Do you know God's name? Now, we understand him as Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Trinity. We recognize him as a creator. We speak in the name of Jesus, our Savior but too many people don't know the names of God. I want to welcome you to this introduction to this series, the names of God, the names of God. There are some 80 names of God in the Old Testament. And as you came in, you were given a handout of many of the names that God used in the Bible. For all of those who are joining us online. If you will go to cmchurch.com and go to the names, it will pull up the sheet that everybody here is holding in their hand. We have that available for all of those of you who are online. Well, There are some 80 names that are listed in the Bible that refer to God. Now, I've got some very good news for you. We've picked out 10 of these. we picked out 10 of the most used most repeated names for this study. That knowing God's names are critical to our understanding of God and, and our applying who God is to our particular situation that we find ourselves in. Now I wanna go over and over and over this in this introduction, because that's what this entire series is going to be about. Our understanding of the names of God is very, very important to your ability to apply who God is to your situation. Through God's names, he reveals different aspects of his character, of his nature to us. And this is going to be a game changer for your daily life. This is not a boring study of Hebrew words that we cannot begin to pronounce. This is gonna be a game changer for your daily life. When you understand the characteristics and the nature of God, you are able to then apply that to your situation at the moment. Chloe, Josh, Paul, and I are really looking forward to this 12-week series. And we think this is vitally important So important that our junior high group, our senior high group will not be in this building with us, but will be in their respective buildings, having junior high, having senior high, but their outline will follow the outline that we're using. And y'all should have got that the first time I went over this. Just FYI, if you swing by to pick up your junior high person, And you say to him, well, wasn't that really neat, the name of God we studied? Just because there's so many of us teaching this and we're kind of rotating, they may not study the exact name on the same night that we two do, but they'll get it the night before or the night after. We're going to do these 10 names and you will know that um, whoever is in junior high or high school is going to get all that we're going to go through because this is vital. The the point, again, of this entire study is God has a name to meet the need of any situation that you will find yourself in. And and for the example here is when when God called Moses, y'all remember it, and God spoke to him in the burning bush, you're gonna go back into Egypt. Here's what you're going to do. And, and, And Moses is standing there saying, okay, when I get there, who am I going to tell them sent me? Said so that'd be a big, important question. I'm just gonna walk up and say, hey, Pharaoh, here to get the folks. He's a, who, what are you, who are you? And Moses knew that. And he, who am I going to say sent me? What authority do I walk in? And y'all remember in Exodus chapter three, verse 14, you remember what did he say? You tell that God said, you tell them, I am. Who's gonna do this? I am. Oh no, how we're gonna have, well, okay, I am. See, you tell them, I am. So that a name identified the power of God in the situation that Moses was going to be in Standing there face to face with Pharaoh. This study is going to show you, and we're going to learn this, we're we're going to see that God literally has a name for every situation that you're going to find yourself in throughout your daily life. There's a name that addresses that. And as we learn these ten names that are most often used in Scripture, we're going to get to know God in a deeper more personal way because you will see his character and his nature and his ability to act or respond to you in the situation you're in. That's why we're excited about this series. As we learn these names, as we know God, then peace is going to come into your life, power will come into your daily life because you know the name of God, then you're beginning to really know him. Few scriptures here. Proverbs eighteen ten, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous—that's you and us. See, but here we are. What you do is you run to that name because that name is a strong tower, and you will be safe when you get to that name. We're not just learning some head knowledge in Hebrew here. What we're going to do is learn the name of God that you run to and you find yourself safe. Psalms 111, 9. He has sent redemption to his people. He has ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. Holy and awesome is his name. Psalms 8. O oh Lord, O oh Lord, how majestic is your what? Name in all the earth. Majestic, full of splendor, magnificent. Your name is majestic. Chapter 8 of Psalms goes on to say, you have displayed your splendor above the heavens. Verse 3 and 4, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you take thought of him? You know, as you look out, at, at, at all that God has done, when you see the mountains and the rivers and the waterfalls and the formations, when you watch the colors in the sunrise, when you watch the colors, the the, the uh, it's beyond words, the spectacular colors of a sunset. You look at the planets revolving around each other in exact formation, not crashing into each other. And then, with a finite mind and a very finite vocabulary, you're going to sit down and try to explain God. But you're just lost looking up at that sunset, at that sunrise. You're lost when when I consider the works of your fingers. When I consider the moon and the stars, it's, uh, 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 how majestic is your name? You you can see how the psalmist writes, how majestic, this is awesome, how majestic is your name? The Old Testament writers give us different names of God to help us see God clearer, even in our finite limited mind and understanding. Um, I Welcome you to this series on the names of God. Uh, This is going to be a game changer for you. The first four words in the Bible, in the beginning, God. Okay, we'll just stop right there. There is God. In the beginning, God. First four words of the Bible. That word God in Hebrew Is translated as Elohim. Elohim is used here in the beginning, Elohim. Uh, Now, Elohim is not the most frequent used in the Bible. Elohim is only used 2,570 times. The most frequent word for God in the Bible is Jehovah, that's used 6,823 times. So those two words make up the root word that many other names are built on. Elohim, El, El, when you look at this list of names that we've given you, you'll see El and you'll see Jehovah. These two root word, El, means mighty, strong, prominent. Elohim then is creative, governing all power. So here is the creative, Governing all-powerful God. In the beginning was Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim created all. So that, that is the nature of God that we're about to see unfold. Now, the word most often used in the Bible is Jehovah, which means permanent existence. The word Jehovah means to live, to be. It is the entirety of of the word life, Jehovah. He always has been, he always will be, there's no beginning, there's no end, he is life. And he continues. See, the Hebrew language, uh, and I, I would wish that I knew Hebrew. The Hebrew language is a difficult language to learn because it is so much more descriptive than English. Right here in the word God, in English, we write God. In Hebrew, there's 80 options to that one word, God. It's just, it continues to explain God to us. See, we have the English word, God. The Hebrew word would be Adonai, which means ruler. The English word, God. The Hebrew word, Jehovah Hasselpeth. the Lord is judge. See, English, we read God. Hebrew, you would read Jehovah Makassi, which means the Lord is my refuge. English, we read along and it says God. Hebrew, you read Jehovah Sali, the Lord is my rock. So as we go through here, you're going to see God. Okay, what does that mean? Well, in this situation, rock. In this situation, Healer, in this situation, provider. See, we miss that in English with just God. I don't, God, I don't know what that means. Okay, he's your healer, he's your provider, he's your refuge, he's your rock. See, when you've got the Hebrew language in here with 80 different names and we all translate it as God, clearly you're going to miss understanding the characteristic and the nature of who he is. Two root words that we'll use a lot, El, mighty and prominent, Jehovah, permanent existence, the essence of the word life, and from those two root words, we're going to find different names throughout Scripture given to God. Now, what's impacting, and I'm saying this over and over again, as as we learn these names, you're going to learn that no matter what situation you're in, you're going to find, no matter what pressure, no matter what circumstance, you're going to find a God who is always here, never going anywhere, and he is God for that situation that you're in right there. That's what we're going to be coming up. We're going to come out with all of this as we study. We've been giving you a handout as you came in. Many, many names of God, and clearly this series could go on and on and on and on. Uh, There is no exhausting all of these names. Uh, And and as I said, we have picked, this session is the introduction. We're going to look at 10 names of God, and then we're going to end with Emmanuel as our conclusion, which is going to make up a 12 week study of 10 names of God. What's in a name? Well, a lot is. In our day and time, not as much as importance as probably we should think about this. But when you're talking about knowing God, once again, this is a game changer. You've got a handout that we've passed to you with Many, many of these names have got on it. We're not gonna get to all of those names, but I wanna encourage you, study these. Stick this sheet in your Bible, and, and from time to time, look at a name, ponder its meaning, look up some scripture that has to do with that, and learn these characteristics of God, and don't worry about trying to pronounce it. Learn the characteristic. Don't don't worry about that, the pronunciation of that. Learn the nature of God, and then apply that to your situation. Just very quickly, the ones that we're gonna look at, Adonai, he is Lord, he is owner, he is ruler. I think about how many homes there are in Garland County, that I'm really not concerned about. But there's only one that I'm constantly concerned about, the gutters, the paint job, the railing that's coming loose, the screw that needs to be tightened, the doorknob that doesn't shut, the lock that doesn't work. See, as an owner, I find myself under a lot of pressure about something that I own, whereas other things that I don't own Man, I'm not under any pressure at all. We drive down the road. Terry says, oh, boy, that's a pretty house. It sure is. I have no worry about do the doorknobs all work. I have no worry about the squeak in the cabinet that every time she opens, ee, ee, there's a woman in there mad in that beautiful home because of that one cabinet door. But, that's not my deal. When you understand God is Adonai. he's the owner pressure of life is off of me. The pressure of God's the owner of all of this. God was here before I got here. God's going to be here. Long after I'm gone, God's got this. See, when I understand Adonai, it puts me in a different perspective of my day. Now, you can live under pressure, stress, worry, fear, if you want to, but I choose to follow Adonai. Adonai, you're the owner. So it, it, makes, it makes a life change for you. Then we're going to look at Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He's our provider. Jehovah Shisaba, our warrior. He is our warrior. Jehovah Shalom, he is our peace. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. We're going to look at Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my shepherd. Banner, Jehovah Makedesh, the Lord who sanctifies. Jehovah-Rohi, the Lord who heals. Tell you what, if you hadn't had a kidney stone lately, you'll get to know Jehovah-Rohi. God, you're my Jehovah-Rohi. See, you, his character, his nature. I have a God that's concerned about the pain that I'm in right now. Or if you don't know Jehovah-Rohi, then you think, God's way up there, I'm way down here, and he ain't got time to worry about my pain. He ain't got time to worry about whatever it is I'm going through. But when you understand his name is Jehovah-Rohi, then it changes your situation in the middle of the night when you're in a lot of pain. See, Jehovah's sit canoe. The Lord is our righteousness. El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty. Then we'll finish with our conclusion, Emmanuel, God with us. He's here, he's with us, you're never alone. And I believe this series is going to be very life impacting as you see God is right where you are at three o'clock in the morning, at two o'clock in the afternoon. He's right here where you are dealing with this phone call you just got. See, the names of God are much more important than just a bunch of Hebrew words that we can't pronounce. When you've lost your job and life is caving in on you and the question of what am I going to do, panic, fear takes over, it's a game changer when you know Jehovah Jireh, he is my provider. I never forget a real mess I got myself into but our two girls were, I mean, young, young, young babies. How come you gotta go what? They stay play, I got to go to work. Well, why do you have to go to work? Okay. It's a good time for me to tell you. Because if I don't go to work, you don't have nothing to eat. You don't have anywhere to sleep. Here, let me explain something to you. Dad provides everything that we have in this home. God provides, uh, dad provides everything that you're going to need. And I started going through, and right in the middle of my discussion, I stop. And I said, okay, hold on. Erase every single thing I just said, because everything I said is not the truth. Now, let's start this conversation all over, because I've just told you a real big fat lie. All right let's start this over God is our provider see he provides all of our needs dad goes to work because there is a call on his life to serve people in raising cattle and I'm able to put food on their table see God there's a call on my life in building houses, in putting shingles on a roof. See, I go to work because I am here on this earth to help other people do what it is that they wanna do. And as a result of that, Jehovah Jireh, he provides our needs. So see, whenever you lose your job, when the cattle market bottoms out and you're in the cattle business, you're not really upset. I get a phone call and say, boy, cattle have dropped another dollar a pound. Well, that's sad. I wish they'd gone up $10 a pound. But what I do and what I eat and where I live is not going to change because God's blessings on my life are not governed by the cattle market. God will bring blessings to me another way when cattle go down. So when the stock market goes down, well, that's sad. I hate that. But Jehovah-Jireh, he's my provider. And so I'm not jacked up whenever the stock market went down because God will just funnel money to me another way because he is Jehovah-Jireh. So when you know he is Jehovah-Jireh, then it makes a difference in everything that you do, every thought that you think, all the pressure and stress that you're under, it makes a difference in your daily life when you know Jehovah-Jireh. When you don't, God, okay, well, he's way up there. I'm way down here. Bottom's falling out of the cattle market. I raise cattle. Boy, we can kiss this goodbye. We're gonna starve plumb to death. I don't know what we're gonna do. I bet they're gonna repossess my house. Probably gonna get my car. Maybe I can sell a couple of these kids and raise some money. I don't know what I'm gonna do. See because. Are you getting this? But when you know Jehovah-Jireh, it changes everything for you. He is my provider. He is my provider. I want you to come to meet Jehovah-Jireh. I want you to come to meet. Personal introduction to these names of God that we're going to be talking about. This is not going to be a boring study in Hebrew. This is gonna drastically change your whole outlook on life. Psalms 1810, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and are safe. The name of the Lord, not the cattle market, not the stock market, not your business, not your occupation, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and those that run to it. You run to Jehovah-Rohi, he is my healer when I'm sick. See, I run to Jehovah-Shalom, he is my peace when I'm jerked up. We see who God is and we run to that characteristic of God in your greatest time of need. When you identify and understand which name relates to your connection with God, then it changes the way you respond in daily life. When Jesus taught us to pray, he began with our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. This is what he's talking about. See, this is what he's talking about. Hallowed be your name. Because Jesus understood the names of God, hallowed be who you are. See, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be all that you are. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be all of your characteristics. Hallowed be who you are, no, hallowed be God. Hallowed be God, no, hallowed be all that you are for my situation each and every day. God's not common, God is not common His name demands respect. Hallowed be your name. What I want to assure you of is regardless of what you're facing today, God is a God of hope. He will provide a way for you to get through whatever it is that you're facing right now, today, this week. The hope and victory, the only hope and victory is rooted in the truth of who God is. Psalms Eighty-six, eleven. teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Purify my heart that I may honor your name. Well, you can't honor his name when you don't know all of who he is. John 16, 23, if you ask anything in the, in, if, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you receive so that your joy may be full. Here's what I'm telling you. Your life is going to go to new heights as you learn the names of God. Y'all stand. Come on, let's put ourselves in a position right now. Father God, in these next 11 weeks, we put ourselves in a position to know you in a way that we never have before. That we know who you are, that we know your characteristic and your nature, and that we are able to apply who you are in our daily life. Lord, take these coming weeks and use it to change our name, to change who we are into more closely into your image. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.